Why, thank you, Claire. And thank you, everybody who supported us over the last year. Today's our birthday. Um, when I first started this podcast a year ago, um, I didn't really know what I was doing. I think some who listen regularly may still feel the same. Um, the first episode, if you go back to it, um, has the sound of birds tweeting away in the background. Not because I thought it was a good idea, but because I had the microphone the wrong way around. Here in the shed, um, things like weather, birds and dogs barking in the background as the postman arrives have all featured in previous podcasts. But so also have some of what I consider to be some of the most interesting photographers currently working um, around the world. And a big thank you to all of those also who have contributed um, in a response to the question that I set, which is whether or not they could explain to me what photography means to them in less than five minutes. I suppose, really, the whole idea behind the question was I was kind of asking myself that question and I wanted to know what others thought. I wanted to know if the issues that I was addressing, the questions that I was asking myself, whether or not those were they were common, whether or not I was alone in my thoughts or whether or not those thoughts were being shared by others. Over the last year, there is no doubt that themes have have kind of come to the fore. Uh, Subjects have been repeated, and and I'll hold my hand up to that. There's no doubt that there are certain issues which um, we've dealt with, we've discussed, we've opened up, I suppose, um, which are not going to stop and which continue. But the cyclical nature of photography does mean that as one thing finishes, something else begins. And so it gives us something else to talk about and to think about. The themes that have developed for me about photography, which have been really interesting through the contributions, have been around storytelling, about language, about that visual storytelling, the importance of everything um, to these photographers, kind of other than Photoshop or cameras or the technical um, geekdom of photography, the post-production world of photography. What I've noticed is that that personal experience is the driver, that personal desire to explore, to explain, to look into things a little bit deeper. And as we all know, the camera is the key. It's the key that unlocks so many doors. The idea of this podcast um, was very straightforward. Um, I'd done a podcast uh, roughly about eight or nine years ago now, which seemed to be kind of well-received at the time. And it was a very much kind of three or four people in a room having a chat, and it went on for over an hour. Um, I wanted to do another podcast, but I, I didn't want to do it until I had a reason to do it. And it took me nine years to come up with that reason. Um, I suppose in a way, moving house and getting a shed was one of those reasons. But the more more serious reason was that um, I started to look at my own personal uh, experience in the way those photographers have spoken about how they are looking at theirs. And I started to think that, well, actually, I I need to kind of share um, these experiences I'm having um, because I feel that 
community is important and I feel that being nice is important and I think that it's important to hear other people's opinions um, and to open up that debate and to give that away for free. Hence, um, this podcast. I suppose what I'm really trying to say here is go and do it. Um, This podcast is created in a shed with a £50 microphone that came off of um, Amazon, I'm afraid. Uh, I plug straight into my laptop and it's created by me with nobody else through Adobe Audition. Uh, I do a little bit of editing, but almost none at all, as you will know with my regular mispronunciations or perhaps tangential thoughts. For me, it's just, it's in the experience. I was talking to somebody the other day, uh, a guy who's great, a tutor, lecturer at um, London College of Communications. He's 71 years of age, yet still running a really good course there. And um, we were talking about that spirit of doing, that spirit of just having a go and not worrying about failure. For me, that very much comes out of growing up in London in the late 70s, where I suppose a kind of a it's a word that's been much maligned, but a punk attitude. And then moving to art school in central London in the early 1980s, where I was at Wimbledon and then at St. Martin's studying graphics. And everybody there felt that we could do anything. Um, I played in a band. Um, so, But I couldn't play an instrument, but that didn't really matter. And ever since then, I've always felt it's very important that we encourage each other Um, inspire each other, I suppose, to just do stuff, to have a go at it. Um, It's been really great to see the phenomenally positive responses we've had to the Bill J film since we put it up on YouTube last week and um, the, the very large amount of views which are going on there. But we deliberately put that up for free because we wanted to share Bill's mantra. I think it was also really important for me to make this podcast free everything we do on the United Nations of Photography is free. It's about that sharing experience. I come from a background where my parents uh, have no qualifications other than a city in guilds in bricklaying and a city in guilds in hairdressing. Um, I was the first person to to go to any form of uh, higher education. Um, My brother didn't. It was just me. So I don't come from a background where uh, things were made easy. In fact, things were, uh, I suppose, emphasised that everything was worth um, working for. And there's something that's happened in the last uh, week or so, which I'll be announcing in in a couple of weeks' time, which for me is really exciting. Um, And I spoke to my parents about it, and I just said, well, what do you think? And they said, well, if you don't do it, you'll never know. And I thought, yeah, what a great, you know, that's how I've been brought up. And I suppose that's what I, I want to share. The idea of the photographic life, I suppose, was very much kind of from a personal perspective. And then if that personal perspective uh, hits a note with other people, then that's great. And that that's really good. So for me, birthday issue, we started out with Claire Grogan there and altered images. Why? Well, because I really like Claire. And... Um, Back in the day, as they would say, I used to really like altered images as well. Um, I love Gregory's Girl. If you haven't seen Gregory's Girl, then go and see or find Gregory's Girl. It's a great film. Anyway, 
I suppose that's it really for this week. I just wanted to kind of share that experience before we move on to the rest of the podcast. Continuing with that very personal approach to photography and I suppose to the things that we do, um, I really wanted to have somebody on this week's podcast contributing what photography means to them that had a real personal connection, and please excuse me for this, with me as to where I first came to photography from. And maybe you'd all, you know, have a think about, you know, what was that first experience you had um, of photography uh, as a child or, or whenever it was? For me, it was album covers and seeing album covers. And my father would um, always prop up the album cover of the record, the vinyl album that he was playing, and he would prop it up on the sideboard. Um, and therefore, it was like this kind of little piece of art. Um, Bob Dylan was the person that he introduced me to from a very, very early age. So early, in fact, that neither of us can remember when it was. And the band came soon after that. Elliot Landy began his photographic career working with underground newspapers in support of the rising tide of anti-war sentiment throughout the United States in the 1960s. Uh, Albert Grossman, who was the, the famous, uh, famous manager of Bob Dylan, but also managed the careers of Janis Joplin, uh, Richie Havens and the band, um, had seen Elliot's images of Janis Joplin and he invited him to photograph the band in Woodstock. And they were the photographs that were used on uh, their iconic first album, Music, from Big Pink. Uh, during this time, Elliot met Dylan and his photo of him appeared on the cover of the Saturday Evening Post in 1968. After a period of time when Dylan had been living, been living a kind of hermetic um, existence up in uh, Woodstock. Within the next few years, um, Landy continued to photograph Bob Dylan and famously for the cover of his album Nashville Skyline, which is still one of Dylan's um, biggest selling albums. Uh, he photographed uh, Joplin, Big Brother and the Holding Company for Cheap Thrills, Van Morrison for the album Moondance, and um, he also photographed um, Jimi Hendrix, Jim Morrison, Joan Byers, Eric Clapton, Jefferson Airplane, Santana, Frank Zappa, John Lee Hooker, and many, many others. Uh, his iconic photographs of Dylan and the band during the years they resided and recorded in the small arts colony of Woodstock and his coverage of the Woodstock Festival in 69 became famous, uh, synonymous, I should say, with the town and the famed uh, music festival. Since 67, uh, his work has been exhibited in galleries and museums worldwide and published on the covers of many uh, international magazines, including the New York Times, Life, Rolling Stone, and as I said previously, the Saturday Evening Post. He's the author of eight books, including his latest monograph, The Band Photographs, 1968 to 1969, which was the highest funded photographic book in Kickstarter history. In 1997, Landy began a syndicated co column and a website to recommend positive, life-affirming films and films with strong, loving, accomplished women as protagonists. Uh, 
He has created a new interactive music and video app, Landy Vision, which lets the user blend still and video imagery with music to create a new form of musical and visual experience. As you can probably tell by all of that, I wanted to hear what, la- what photography meant to Elliot Landy. Photography means love to me. That's the only time that I take photographs is when I see something I love and something that I want to share with people. So even in the beginning of my photographic career, so to speak, when I was photographing peace demonstrations, I loved the fact that people were out there demonstrating against the war. And it was the same with music for me when I began taking pictures of musicians in New York City. I could only take photographs of the musicians if I liked the music they were playing. If I didn't like it, I couldn't take it. The experience of photography, the experience of photographing is very deeply connected to how I feel. So if I feel uptight about listening to certain music, I have no interest in taking pictures. The other day I read something It was either a movie or a play about art, and it said, great art only comes from pain. When people experience pain, then they produce great art. And I thought, that's complete nonsense. I mean, I hope that's not true, but it's certainly not true for me. For me, the only time I take photographs, the only time I try and share photographs is when I'm feeling good. And if I'm not feeling good about something, if I'm not enthralled with the subject, then I just don't do it. So I hope I'm not the only one in the world that acts like this. And what else does it mean to me? Let's see. It it means a way of communicating what I think is good in life to hopefully, one, inspire people to look at the same things I look at, let's say, that I find beautiful, and to pay attention to them and to honor them means something that's fun, actually. I really love to take photographs. And uh, I only take them when I'm feeling really good and really free. Um, I don't take them because I have to. Uh, I think when I first started photographing, I would take them without being sensitive to how I'm feeling. What I'm referring to here is that I don't take photographs when I'm home in Woodstock because when I'm home, I've got the burden of my archives, all the pictures I've taken for the last 50-something years, and films and writings, and it's all very, very meaningful to me. I, I love it all, and I'm very attached to it in terms of wanting it to go out there in the right way, in a pure way, so it expresses the things I'm thinking or what I was feeling. Certainly when I take pictures, I hope it shows how I'm thinking, the the feeling I have. I look at the different bodies of my work, like I have kaleidoscopic images and I have um, pixelated images and I have impressionist flowers. It's everything that is out of the normal mind, at least in the latter years, it's like that, as well as photographs of my wife that I've taken many of. And um, we made this into a book called Love at 60, which is not published yet. But this shows, uh, I'm also out of my mind, I'm out of my mind in love. (laughs) When you um, are in your mind, you're thinking about things. And and, uh, the 
goal of meditation is to be out of your mind. So I think photography for me is also a way to help people get out of their mind, meaning out of their thinking mind, and just feel into their feeling senses. And it's a tool, but I don't use it as a tool. It just happens to be a tool in its secondary function for me it's a tool but primarily it makes me feel good when I take pictures I really enjoy it and I'm only interested in pictures that I'm not really sure what they're going to look like when I after I get them at least these days it's like that so for me it's fun I take a picture and then I'm I hope it's good and I'm thrilled to look at it and uh, it's really enjoyment and I was surprised actually that I still enjoy taking pictures now as much as I did when I first began. I only don't enjoy pictures when there's a reason for taking them other than wanting to take a picture. So if it's a project or an assignment or a favor for someone, the pleasure isn't there. But if it's taken because I love that image I'm seeing and I want to try and do something with it, enhance it, experience it, and I'm so thrilled when I see good pictures, it's really fun to do that. Photography means a way of being. It's both a way of myself feeling and also a way of being connected to other people by sharing it with them. So that's what photography means to me. It means a lot. Thank you, Elliot, um, for a really um, sensitive response to the question this week. And I suppose in all in all, you know, when you get to a birthday, you are a little bit reflective. And maybe I've been a bit, little bit reflective and perhaps a little indulgent um, in this podcast. Uh, I hope you will excuse me that. But I also hope at some point, you know, that maybe it, some of the things that have been discussed this week actually bring about that sense of reflection for yourself that, you know, Photography is a very personal act. Even that lifting of the camera and that relationship, it's very, very personal. And I suppose, as I've discussed previously, it's quite a selfish act. Um, my very good friend David Eustace always says that the photographer is so selfish they won't even let the other eye look through the viewfinder. And I think that kind of... Uh, maybe that's something to consider. Anyway... Um, that's it really for our birthday um, lots of stuff coming up in the next year we're certainly not going to be slowing down what I have kind of come upon with this podcast is every week um, I always suggest that perhaps it's a good idea to take care but this week I'm going to be even more indulgent and I'm just going to read something by Bob Dylan, which seems to connect with Elliot Landy rather well. And it's just something that I think about a lot, and maybe it'll work for you. May your hands always be busy. May your feet always be swift. May you have a strong foundation when the winds of changes shift. May your heart always be joyful. May your song always be sung. And may you stay forever young. Thank you.